Norval Greenwood doesn't know Elton John, but he sure knows how to stab a guy in the balls. This is Spoilers. Spoilers. Oh, that was so painful to watch, wasn't it? Whenever you and I get together, we do weird-ass indie movies, and I always lead in with, like, a really gross spoiler. I often tell Lauren, like, there's there's often movies that come out where people will say, what was the point of this, and who is this made for, and why was this made? And typically, that answer always comes back to you and I, I feel. I feel like there's a certain type of movie that was just made for you and I. And I am Pappy, and you are... I am Stevie. And this is Spoilers, and we're talking about the... So, okay, I'm confused, because this wasn't available to watch in 2019, right? This is a 2020 classic? I don't like it when they say stuff like that, because it's like it's shown at like festivals and stuff, and it's like released in a theater for six hours somewhere in Arizona. Mm-hmm. But like, it, it's really come out this year, right? Well, the way I when I like do my list, I just do it like when it was personally available to me. But this is we'll call it the 2020 classic, "Come to Daddy," which I think this was your idea to spoil this. How did you how did you hear about this? So, film Twitter discussed me about 99 percent of the time, <laughs> but every once in a while, I'll see a trailer just drop out of nowhere. And I was immediately intrigued to seeing Elijah Wood with one of the worst haircuts I've ever seen. How would you describe it? It's like a one on the sides. It's like a hipster cut, right? With a yeah. I mean, he's going pretty full hipster at this point, and it's like bowl cut on top, mustache. bowl cut on top, fade on the side, mustache, little long in the back. It's um, it, it would take like a barber some work to get that thing down. Well, I remember I asked you too because, like, it it kind of feels like Swiss Army Man, and I think I, I might be stealing <laughs> this from somewhere I saw on film Twitter. But it's like you have these two kind of slight of build, similar actors who started these like landmark franchises of like most of our childhood, the two thousands, the biggest fantasy movies of all time, and now they're out there. That's just not called Star Wars. Making bizarre indie movies, like where I said in the spoiler, he's stabbing a guy in the dick with a fork. Uh, <laughs> Probably a lot of people haven't seen Come to Daddy. I feel like we do two types of episodes. We do episodes that like try and get new listeners, like Birds of Prey or Superheroes. Great movie, by the way. Yeah, I saw that in a I saw that like in a sit down theater. Have you ever been to one where they serve you like full entrees? Uh, in Australia, not in the United States. Like, uh, like did you order like on a piece of paper and they like brought it to you type deal? It was like full like nice menu, like leather bound almost. Um, Ooh good entrees like it was pretty cool what'd you order um it was a whole festivus there was like six of us so i think i ordered nachos queso and guacamole chicken wings um nice i think i ordered like a type of like burger it was a whole thing mm-hmm. we were just passing stuff around but yeah by the way birds of prey is one of my favorite comic book movies of all time did you give it a yes Dude, hard yes. That was like a Mad Max comic book movie. Loved it. We all really liked it too uh, on the last episode. But what, what were we talking about a second ago? Oh, um, there are two types of movies that we do. Oh, two types of movies that we do. We do like the superhero movie fair that like brings in the traffic. But then there's movies like this that I feel like it's going to be the ones who are already subscribed to our podcast and are just going to click on this by default or it's auto playing. <laughs> so, Stevie. For those who haven't seen Come to Daddy, uh, what, what is it about? Because it's not a porn. 
Like it sounds. It's not like. a porn, we promise. So come to daddy is kind of like this um, long lost son father. Uh, what should be a long lost father son story, where Elijah Wood plays kind of like this. Um, how would you? I mean, he's an alcoholic, uh, suicidal. He's going, the embodiment of millennialism. You know what I mean? Like, oh, the, he is millennialism compacted into like, yeah, he is the embodiment. You're or right. like stereotypical millennialism. Like he 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 still. He lives at home, but just because of the alcoholism, he's had like some issues. Uh, he pretends he's like kind of a poser too. Like he pretends to know all these people in the music business. Isn't that like the most like millennial thing in the world to know all surface level things? Exactly. Instead of like knowing one thing really well, it's all surface level things. He's got a cell phone designed by Lord that there's only. 20 oh my of. god! That. <laughs> I that almost me that that repulsed me when I saw that when he was what do you say there was only what 150 of those made he said there's only 20 in the world and the dad's like well there's 19 and I guess <laughs> so it's a it's a noir kind of mystery style film as well and the yes. qu- oh, the quote unquote dad is the polar opposite of of everything Elijah Wood is but not really though you know what I mean like he's got the alcoholism going on. Yeah, so uh, Elijah Wood gets this letter from his dad saying, we don't actually know what's in the letter itself. Mm-hmm. It's kind of just like, haven't seen you in forever. I want to see you. Here's my address, which his place is awesome. It's like a UFO. <laughs> it's like a UFO on the beach. It looks absolutely incredible. And Elijah Wood arrives and from the get-go, you know something is amiss with his dad, right? Well, I saw a lot of people complaining on Letterboxd that the twist in the end was predictable. The twist comes 45 minutes in in this 90-minute movie. It's not like a a big reveal or a twist. It's it's clearly not actually his dad. And, like, did you pick up on this, too? There's kind of like this cat and mouse. I'll be like, how long has it been since I've seen you, son? The son's like, I don't know, dad. And you tell me or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, they kind of go back and forth like that. Like, if you're watching closely it's clearly not his actual father but i think that's like the fun in it don't you oh exactly like yeah this movie is a huge ride because like that whole the whole father interplay you think it's going to be this like big part of the movie like him finding it's his dad really not him connecting with his dad this dad quote unquote dad dies 15 minutes in the movie <laughs> it's like literally like minute 20 <laughs> when he dies like what a tremendous part of this movie too because i mean there's some strange build-ups before you get to one of my favorite parts of the movie like like you said, you know, there's like this cat and mouse of like them trying to feel each other out. And, you know, he's constantly asking his dad, you know, why'd you send this letter? Like, why now? And his dad is also getting extremely drunk in front of him. Mm-hmm. The one thing that really, I think, kicked the movie off, like really kicked it into overdrive is when Elijah Wood goes to swim in the ocean. And his dad on the shore throws like a 10 pound rock at his head. Oh, yeah. Just tries to, like, murder him out of nowhere. <laughs> just tries to murder him. When he looks back at him, his, di- his quote-unquote dad has, like, the biggest smile. on. I thought that was so strange. <laughs> and that was what kind of leads us into the conversation about, oh, the spoiler was to you, that Elton John conversation over Elijah Wood drinking water and his dad getting pissed drunk on really nice wine was insane, didn't you think? 
it's it's all shot in the dark too. There's like lit by a fire, so all of their faces are really obscured. Like like we said, it's, a, it's whole cat and mouse sense to them, and uh, they they keep calling Alan John like Reginald. Like, uh, is that true? Yeah. Is that, his, is that his real name? That's his real name. Well, Reginald, you know, like Reginald told me not to stay up late. Oh no, no, you call me call him anytime, day or night, and like he's posing as a limo driver, Elijah Wood, which. Okay, do you think Elijah Wood hasn't really made it in the music business, right? Like that was all. So made Elijah up. Wood is that person that I imagine is like a runner for some type of music company just by default. You know what I mean? Like, hey, go grab my coffees, go take my, uh, go get my laundry, stuff like that. And it seems like he's interacted with people that have had those stories and not him. I got I got one for you. Elijah Wood is Alexander Cooper of the United States. Oh. So for those of you who don't know, Alexander Cooper, we've spoiled a couple of his movies like they're way back in in the catalog. If you if you look for an episode and you don't recognize the title of the movie, it's probably an Alexander Cooper film. <laughs> and he reached out to us on Instagram. He apparently like produced one and directed one of these films and like from what we don't know anything about him other than he's like he asked us to review his movies on the podcast we did they were like really terrible but he seems to like come from money like he had like, there's like this cooper watch company that there's a whole like, mythos there that i will probably never unlock that seems to like finance all of his movies but like i think stevie like the whole point of the story is i think elijah wood like his whole lifestyle is financed by that kidnapping right and like his dad who's actually in the basement yeah he's not like successful in the movie music business he's just getting his money from this horrible horrible thing at the time like he may have made his own money because he brought up like like you said that lord phone and he's kind of telling these stories and um his dad also brings up like are you embarrassed to have moved back in with your mom you know what I mean? Yeah. You you kind of think at a point he might have made it. I don't know. There's a lot of fun wordplay in this movie. Mm-hmm. And so, the, like we said, the dad dies, and like it kind of. There's a series of misadventures where, like, do you remember the cop and the coroner at all who come around? Like, both of those interactions are very strange. They're strange. I didn't think they fit the movie well. Um, yeah. And let's not like forget, like the dad died trying to kill him. Mm-hmm. Elijah Wood, I think, I thought it was interesting. Never brought that up, like with the cops at the corner. Like this man was trying to murder me. Mm-hmm. Here's a sense I got from that. Did you think he really wasn't dead for a while? Oh, I think the movie like wants you to think that yeah. because of the cop and the coroner play. Well, the, so the, the the cop says something like, "I'm going to break the fourth wall," which this movie a couple times like uses like I don't, well, I don't know what you'd call it Steve like script lingo like before the the bat the big bad uh st- turns out uh stabs Elijah Wood's real dad with a poop pen yeah uh he goes how's this for a ticking clock you know what I mean like so yeah. a couple times the movie becomes like self-aware, self-aware. in this weird way yeah. so but yeah I know I'm with you it's kind of hard to like balance those moments but then this whole time like Elijah Wood's like hearing these noises and i think like he covers up the dead dad and at one point the dead dad's like uncovered you know what i mean like the movie's doing everything it's can to like obfuscate what's what's actually happening yeah it's um it's incredibly strange uh especially like post dad post quote-unquote dad death 
you know, you <laughs> hear that banging throughout the house. Well, it's like sad too because like ostensibly you're supposed to believe that it's his actual dad. You know what I mean? It's like where is this movie taking us at this point? Like we just killed off what one of the two characters we've met this whole movie. Which I think is fun that they killed the dad off somewhat mildly quickly, didn't you? I thought it was it seemed like it was going to be bordering on this like lighthouse type thing where it's like these two men in a house like strange <laughs> dynamic like getting wasted. Say you and, like me lobster. Yeah, one not wanting to drink while the other one getting super drunk, but it's more of a odyssey of uh Elijah Woods character like going between all these different people. So, we should probably just get to the point his dad's in the basement. His real dad. His real dad. Ben chained up. He's under a hat. Ear cut off, or ear kicked off, apparently, <laughs> by his fake dad. And, like, how would you describe the big bad who we alluded to? I'm trying to... What's the character's... What's his name? Jethro? Yeah, Jethro. Michael Smiley, uh, the actor. Yeah, I thought it was... Um, what's his name? Peter Stormare, the guy from Armageddon for a minute. <laughs> um, yeah, I could see that. This guy, Michael Smiley, in another weird... Uh, movie we did, The Lobster. Qu- quintessential Stevie Pappy movie. That was, like, one of my favorite ones we ever did. But, um, yeah, he's he looks kind of like... Uh, who's the lead singer from uh, Motorhead? Um, I, don't, I don't know. He looks like that. And he speaks with this really strong... Uh, forgive me if you're listening, but either New Zealand or Australian accent. He's like this really gruff, ugly-looking dude... And I thought it was hysterical. Just like this, Elijah Wood hasn't seen his dad in 30 years. And the first thing he tells him is, you're going to see a man in a few minutes and you're going to kill him. <laughs> like, just little stuff like that. I know it's supposed to be dark, but it cracked me up. And the lighting in that scene was really cool, too. With like the lighting weird... in that scene, um, it was pretty gross when, he's, when he described what he was going to stab him with. The poop with- pen. The poop pen. That was gross, man. This movie, is this after the ball stabbing? No, this is before the ball stabbing scene. This is before the ball stabbing scene. This movie, the tone of it is all over the place. Because like like we said before, it's kind of noir, kind of psychological thriller in the beginning. Then it just gets like... Zany. Comedic? Well, it gets like, yeah, comedic when we had like the corner and the cop. And then now it just gets like gross out between the... He gets stabbed with a pen that's covered in his excrement. <laughs> and there's a big <laughs> argument over how they say that. But, like, he leaves. Like, they sneak their way out upstairs. Like, there's, like, three things in a row. There's the poop pen. There's the dislocating of the thumb. And then Ugh. there's the uh, stabbing of the balls. Do you want to describe the stabbing of the balls for the audience at home? Like, <laughs> what happens in this sequence? Dude, so there's this guy. I, they called him a dwarf at one point, didn't they? I didn't understand that, necessarily. I didn't, I didn't understand why that was left in. Uh, maybe I'm just missing something. Maybe there's like a, a loss, in, you know, loss in translation. He's clearly there. not a dwarf he's at all. He's clearly not a dwarf, no. and he's trying to kill Elijah Wood. And Elijah Wood, on the ground at one point, takes a fork and starts repeatedly stabbing this man um, in his testicles and penis. And it is so hard to watch. I had to turn away. There's t- I've, I watched it twice. I had to turn away both times. It's so violent. It's so gross. And it's like, 
We've talked about this in other movies too, Stevie. It's like a character who's been very passive, very not conservative per se, but just not necessarily an active mover of the story, having that cathartic moment in an ultra violent way. And you can just see him like unleashing on this dude's nutsack with this fork. Yeah, I mean it's it's probably what you, what would you say the most violent part of the whole movie? It's one of the most violent things I've seen in a movie in a long time. Um, but so that gets neutralized. Elijah Woods trying to escape, uh, trying to think like what happens next. He w- it's like he would have escaped, but the tag is on his bag or something like that. Yeah. So Jethro, I believe, is going to find um, his mom's house, and his whole point here is going to stop Jethro because. Jethro, the guy he stabbed in the balls, um, his quote-unquote dad and his real dad a long time ago pulled off this, you know, one job to end them all, and his dad spent all the money. He stole the money from his friends. He stole the money from his friends, gave it to Elijah Wood's mom, and all the money is gone. Which, I I applaud the movie for that, too, because, like... It could have easily been like his dad was like this awesome dude. You know what I mean? Like when Elijah Wood finds the photo album and he sees like all these pictures all of these like wholesome photos. Yeah. Like the movie like wants you to think like, oh, thank God that alcoholic crazy person wasn't his dad. It's like this good guy. But like, no, he was actually like a colleague of that guy. And no, that actually, guy was his best friend. And not only that, he <laughs> stole from that guy. Like he's the shithead of the shithead group. <laughs> so it's like the movie like totally double crosses. This you. is also something I love that movies do, which is we didn't get like even an allusion to this heist whatsoever in the beginning of the movie or at any point before this. No. You know, how easy would it have been for them to do like some type of shootout or stealing like a money bag, like show that scene? When they didn't need to. Or even like something more cheesy, like an article on the table or something like a magazine. Yeah, that's, this is like love when movies do. This is like the movie after like directly related to the first movie, which is something I love what movies do. It's just, it's just clipping along like really, really quickly. Like, so from, from that point, he like gets in the cab and there's like the whole like scene at the hotel. (laughs) The geologist. Who are really swingers, as it turns out, <laughs> and occupying this hotel. Like, ger- German swingers? Russian swingers? I think it's I Russian. Think they were German or Russian, but I love that part when that guy behind the desk was... There's a geology convention placed down the road, and Elijah keeps talking to him, and he goes, Listen, dude, there's a geology convention with a bunch of naked, flabby people doing whatever geologists do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that line just cracked me up so much. And, I mean, this movie just keeps getting weirder. I mean, Jethro has hired a hooker at this point, and that hooker has him, like, in a figure, like a, how would you describe it? Some type of leg lock while strangling him? Yeah, like a figure four type thing. Leg lock. Yeah. Yeah. And this part was pretty gross when, I mean, the hooker and Jethro subdue Elijah Wood and they stab him with that spike through his mouth. <laughs> yeah, and like in the meanwhile, then in like the next room, like Elijah Wood, it's like those hotel doors where like the rooms will be linked, like the, the double, par- yeah, the party room type deal. And uh, he like gets through there, like there's like these naked like Russian dudes just like hanging dong in the background <laughs> of like almost every other shot while Elijah Wood's being pierced with this like arrowy thing through the cheek. Or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. It's just utter it's utter chaos at this point. And like 
at this point in the movie, it's almost over, but this is probably like the, I would, you know, quote unquote, the climax. It's like, how did we get here from that quirky, weird little, like, <laughs> melodrama that we started? It's an at? escalation, isn't it? Less than 60 minutes ago. It happens so fast, though. You know what I mean? This movie clips along. It really does. I don't think there's a whole lot of fat on this movie either. Um, you know, I mean, even before Elijah Wood enters the motel, he spikes uh, Jethro's car, all of his tires, which leads us into when Jethro escapes um, and he's driving out, the car completely wipes out and nearly takes it. It, it does. He runs into a sign that takes his head off. Yep, and it's kind of a, I, it's a it's a trope uh, to have the mom be a prostitute, but like it turns out that Elijah Wood's mom was a prostitute, which I, which shouldn't be surprising based on everything we've learned about his dad. It sounds like she was friendly with the whole gang. Yeah, it, it's a very Red Dead Redemption type uh, situation, uh, but it sounds like she was a good mom, you know, by all accounts. That Elijah Wood's like really happy that that she was his mom, and, and Elijah Wood doesn't really seem to care that she was a prostitute, but. Did did the last shot Stevie hit you in the feels at all? Where like he's like now holding his the hand of his dad. Like we go through the whole letter and everything. And it's basically like I know you would hate me, but yeah. I'd really like to see you. And Elijah Wood, he's asking his dad. I think it's why did you write the letter? Is that what he's asking at the end? Yeah. Like a, or why did you lie to me? I think is what he's asking, or something something yeah. like that. Or just right? even like why am why, why are we here? You know? Exactly. Yeah. I like that last scene when he grabs his hand. Um, I liked it quite a bit. Uh, before he kind of like ended though. Do you know who Michael Hazeltine is? <laughs> you said this was like your favorite line of the Dude, whole movie, I right? I don't know why that made me laugh so hard, but just even the way he said it was perfect when. Jethro is walking on his last limbs with half a head down the line. And this is kind of a fatherly moment, too, with him. Um, When he kind of describes his mother's backstory of she was a prostitute. You know, I had sex with her, too. And he even goes into that line of why he couldn't keep up with his mom. And the description was because at certain angles, she reminded him of Michael Heseltine. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and like who is Michael Hazeltine? <laughs> he was just a uh I think he was a British politician or like uh some type of uh you know party guy. But no one's supposed to know who he is, you know what I mean? Like it's just yeah, like just, he just, just throws like, that name out there and you're like, Oh <laughs> am I supposed <laughs> to know who that is? <laughs> it's like no, it's again it's kind of like this fourth wall breaking moment where he's like for those of you who don't know or something like that, like if you didn't know, Michael Heseltine was a member of the British Parliament or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I don't know why that line made me laugh so hard, but um, get back to your uh, where you asked me. I did like that last uh, kind of shot with those two on the beach where, you know, it kind of took both of them to go through hell to get to one another after 30 years, which mm-hmm. I thought was pretty neat. And the dad doesn't have any answers for him either, right? He He's just he asking just, these questions, and the dad's just sort of sitting there at that point. Yeah, he's going to die at this point. He just grabs his hand. Uh, so that was Come to Daddy. Is there anything else that we didn't didn't talk about uh, that you want to want to touch on? Um, I thought the performances across the board were really strong. I agree. Uh, especially um, Elijah Wood and his quote-unquote dad played by... Help me out. Uh... 
Jethro is played by Michael Smiley. Yeah, so... Whoa, wait, no, uh, Jethro, wait. So... Stephen McHady Stephen was McHady, uh, the Gordon. actor yeah. Yeah, who played his quote-unquote dad. And man, that was just a really strong interplay between those two. And his real dad, I mean, just strong performances across the board. A really quirky, funny, hyper-violent movie. Have you heard of Aunt Timpson at all before this? No, had you? No, not at all. Um, I did read one of his interviews saying, like, kind of how he got the idea for this. Did you hear him talk about that? No, I didn't. Um, long story short, his dad, um, passed away, and he was talking about how people were coming up to him at his funeral, at the funeral, and at the viewings, and they were, like, his quote-unquote friends were telling stories about his dad that didn't sound like his dad at all. Like, kind of questioning even if, like, did he really know his dad as well as he thought he did? Mm. So that's where he got the idea for this. And I think, too, like, on a thematic level, like, I'm looking at the IMDb page and the poster listed here. I've seen a couple different ones. The one on Letterboxd is different. It kind of, like, leans into the fork. But the poster here is, like, a, a liquor glass with the house on the top of the liquor line and, like, kind of, like, the rocks and everything beneath the, the waves. But I feel like the alcoholism thing is like really important you know what i mean i think it's like mentioned later too that the the fake out dad who we were just talking about play, played by Stephen mccaddy like his son actually killed himself yeah the way elijah would try to kill himself you know what i mean so i don't know if i've unlocked like <clears throat> what all of that's trying to be or say necessarily but it's it's interesting it's enough to like keep you really engaged you know what i mean it really is. Um, if you're listening, you haven't watched this movie, and you're kind of like me and Pap, where you're not really afraid of the weird, and you kind of appreciate. <laughs> I mean, this is this is smaller cinema, right? Yeah. Like, this this is a small. I mean, it's. It, I imagine it has a decent budget to it. But this is a pretty small movie. I think it was actually a New Zealand uh, movie, and I'm looking at the the opening gross in the United States. It made fifty seven thousand dollars opening weekend. So not a lot of people went out in droves to see this, but you should. But I, I think you should. I think most cinema goers will like this, um, especially seeing Elijah Wood in a role like this. So yeah, definitely watch this movie. So it's a yes for both of us. Yeah, I mean it's a hard yes for me. I re- <laughs> I just like weird movies, man. And I feel like I hate to sound like this grumpy old man. I feel like it's getting a little out of hand with superhero cinema, like every weekend. Yeah. Um, or just like big budget cinema. So I like seeing movies like this a lot. This movie is like unapologetically weird and it's unapologetically for a small target audience, right? Like how many people like with this even it's rated R. First of all, they they hang dong. They say the c word they say cunt they say like all these like terrible things the guy gets stabbed in the scrotum like it's hypersexual hyperviolent uh the worst language possible but yet i like how elijah wood the centerpiece of one of the most populous franchises of all time is like doing this you know what i mean like that's a that's an amazing interplay right there it really is i mean as i said it's fun to see like elijah wood in roles like this um and I'm also, I hate to bring up, like, kind of Daniel Radcliffe, who's also going off and doing these 
smaller weird movies but guns akimbo is coming around like right around the corner which i imagine you and i will do that as well we're definitely going to do guns akimbo i think what else we have we have the uh punishment movies coming up josh is going to do his solo or the 120 days of solo sodom i'm not watching that dude Neither am I. We have Fast I said and I was going to, and I thought about it. I'm not going to do it. I will never watch that. We have Fast and Furious coming out. And then uh, what did you pick for Mikey as the punishment movie? His first Antichrist. One? Willem Dafoe. And Antichrist. March Madness, the month of punishment spoiler movies. Thank you for listening. Uh, if you've seen Come to Daddy, uh, please go give us five stars and subscribe. We like to do weird movies like this, and that lets us know we should keep doing them. And also, uh, um, if you have other weird movies like this that you've seen that we haven't, Shoot us a message. We'll watch it and spoil it. Perfect. And the way you send us a message, our friend Spoiler Man will tell you about. Take it away, Daddy Spoiler Man. <laughs> our email is podcastspoilers at gmail.com. Come to Daddy? I don't want to type that in on my work computer. <laughs> Come to Pap. Any else we should get into? Uh, no, because you guys already spoiled Birds of Prey, and I really like that show. Uh, um, Outsiders coming to a close. It's amazing so far. Avenue 5 is surprisingly funny. Did, did you like it? Tanya's going to watch it without me. And she says she's going to tell me if it was the good. The Outsider, Avenue 5. Avenue 5. If you can get past some things that are a little clunky, it's amazing. Like, yeah, it seems like a cool concept. It's a really cool concept. The only issue I have is there's a lot of like stereotypes that don't feel natural. What do you so, mean? So like on every like if you have you ever been on a cruise before? Uh no. So like on every cruise, there's like the couple that hates each other. There's like <laughs> the like the dominating like wife. There's like the old couple that's been together forever. There's you know people that have no. I mean, there's just a lot of stereotypes that don't feel like like organic. How's Hugh Laurie, Brett's boy? He's he's great. <laughs> he's absolutely great. Like, and Josh Gad is really funny too. I Some love of his, Josh like, Gad. The only issue with Josh Gad oh. is like. He's amazing at what he does, but some of like the dialogue he's given isn't great. So like some of it feels like re- if she watches, she'll understand what I mean. Like some of it just doesn't feel very organic. Yeah, but worth it. Yeah, for sure. It, um, it's getting a little loony, which is really cool. I like it. We're deep in season two on Succession. We've watched all of nine nine. We're all caught up through eight. And have you watched War on the Floor yet? Oh boy, yeah, that was the one we just watched. I think, dude, bore on the floor. Bore. That is my favorite episode of Succession ever, dude. I didn't realize it was fucking the guy from Cameron, from Ferris Bueller. Is Connor? Yeah, that's that's the dipshit brother. I did not put two and two together. I did not recognize him. Tanya's like, oh, I've seen him in other stuff. I was like, I hadn't seen him in anything in so long, as far as I know. Yeah, Succession's like his like big comeback. And the best part is, is like, he just plays that dipshit brother <laughs> that on paper should be like really great. He's just such a fuck. I love when he calls out the IRS. He's like, I'm not paying taxes <laughs> in that video. 
And everybody just loses their shit. Yeah. God, I don't know. Billionaire not paying taxes. Yeah. <laughs> but you just think it's going to be a good look. <laughs> I just, I love that part where um, they're at that lodge. Like, <laughs> you could just tell how pissed Logan Roy is getting. And he <laughs> looks at Greg and throws him that question. Greg's like, well, uh, and he just screams at him, ball on the floor! Ball on the floor! <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. Miko. Like, have you guys gotten to, like, the cruise yet or the yacht? Uh, I mean, we know about the stuff that's happening in cruises, but I don't I don't think there's been no, a no. cruise episode. Um, no. Like, they go, like, they, as a company, like, the top, like, 12, 12 of them go take, like, a yacht vacation. I don't think I've seen that one yet. Oh, it's, um... You'll like lose your mind when you watch it. It's amazing. They just went to a camp in the mountains where the deal with the other news company fell through. And uh, oh, that was a shit show. Holly Hunter, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Elastigirl. Yep. <laughs> I wish I could talk like her. She has such a cool way of talking. All right, you ready to do this? Oh, one more thing though. Um, did you see it? Where um, what's his face? Who, who's the, who's the good son? Um, uh, Kendall. Kendall or Kendall rap to Logan. No, I haven't seen that yet. <laughs> oh my god, it's so cringe. You have to watch. I can't wait. Logan's birthday is coming up, and all your cringe you've ever seen in your life cannot amount to what you will watch. Well, don't get don't give anything away because I actually am pretty invested at this point, but I like I'm <laughs> screaming at you for the longest time to watch this goddamn show. I like Kendall a lot. Like Yeah, Kendall is He's trying. I mean, <laughs> and I love how much Logan shits on him. Yeah. Like when he calls him an addict to his face, or mm-hmm. he, he just calls him like he goes, Oh, but you go to the loony bin. Just shit like that. Well, such a random cast, too. You have Sarah Snook, which I've only ever seen her in. Uh, what was the movie that we watched together? Uh, oh, uh, Predestination. Predestination, yeah. I've only ever seen her in that in succession. Then the then, uh, Cameron from Ferris Bueller, Macaulay Culkin's brother. Like it's such like a crazy that Kendall. The only thing I've ever seen him in was The Big Short. Yeah, uh, he he was in so oh, he was in something else too. But he's like a super background guy. He plays like a drug addict in it too, which is funny. Anyway, <laughs> Kendall Roy is all of us. <laughs> you ready? Oh yeah, let's do it. <clears throat> Okay. I'll count us down. Uh, as you know, I'll count us down. You lead us in. Okay. Three, two, one, go. That was spoilers. <laughs>